We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Noah boys are back in the building. We're doing it at night, though, Les. At night. You know, we had a crazy day, bro. I don't know about How was your weekend, though? Good weekend. Great to see some good playoff football. Um, got to relax. It was raining all weekend in California. I don't know what's going on. It's feeling like the Midwest around here. <laughs> it's weird talking to my daughter on the phone here, hearing pitter-pat on the window. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, what's that? Oh, it's rain. Like. Oh, word. And all day. All day. But this is how my day went. Wake up. You know, you were out. So we didn't do a show even before. We didn't do the morning show, man. I wake up. It's like an ice box in the crib, right? Mm. I go downstairs. I'm like, yo, what's up? So I'm looking at my furnace. Like, this bad fella's tripping. Like, it's acting like it wants to come on, but then it shuts off. So, you know, hit this guy that usually works on it up, and he comes over, and this dude tells me. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, man, you know, cool. You know, fix it, do whatever. This dude comes upstairs like, yeah, man. um, We got a bad heat exchange. So, you know, me, I'm like, oh, hey, cool. How much does, uh, does does a new one cost? Like, nah, man, you need a whole new furnace. I said, what? I said, what? That's how they get you. That's how they get you. My man was like, yeah, I I can, you know, send you the quote in five minutes. So he sends me the quote, and I laugh, right? I'm like, fam, I'm not paying that much for a new furnace, right? 75% of it go to him. Swear to God, dude. I hit my dad up like, yo. You got somebody, because my dad all, you know how your dad always, always knows, like, some old dude. Like, I got a dude. Like, don't worry, I got a dude. Literally, he calls this guy. They roll up here. This is old man, glasses, looking like your boy off Martin. What's the mm. security guard? That cat, Otis? Yeah, Otis. Looking like old Otis? Literally. Goes downstairs, he's looking, he's looking, he's like, yeah, there's something wrong with the heat exchange. Man, man, let me let me see something right quick. And he's like, you got some aluminum foil? I said, what? I said, dog, <laughs> I actually don't have any aluminum foil. And so he says, give me a second. And he goes into the wiring and does something, bro. And all of a sudden, the part of the heat exchange that wasn't working is all of a sudden working. Mm. And I'm like, yo, what happened? And he's like, oh, you know, it just wasn't getting enough air. So I had to make sure that it had enough oxygen coming in so it could fire. You know, see, like, look at it right now. See, that's, see that, see that, that, that boy. See that right there, that boy. Yeah, see that, yeah, that yeah. right there, boy. See, got that heat exchange that working at that boy. It was was hilarious, man. So, shout out to the old man. He saved me about five stacks today. Oh, man. That was great. 
Yo, shout out to the old man. And it's funny, man, because you time flies by. I didn't realize the furnace was like 12 years old, bro. Yep, every 10 years. I didn't feel like I, it's 12 years old, so it's about that time. Eventually, we're going to take care of it. You know, we'll get to the spring and take care of it, but it was due. Man, when that dude first told me, like, yeah, you're going to have to mess around and just buy a brand new one. I'm like, fam, really? Are you kidding me? It's just it's just at the most inconvenient time. Right, during the coldest part of the year. Like, bro, I don't need this right now. I don't need this right now. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Tons of great content. Thank you for being so supportive. Hitting the downloads. You can go over there and leave five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Leave your comments. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left, we're going to talk about some things today. We're going to talk about Wild Card Weekend, which was absolutely amazing. I know you have a lot to say about Josh Allen, so I'm going to give you a chance to rant on Josh Allen. Your boys almost choked last night. Your boy, Joe, your boy Joe B almost. Almost. That cat Sam Hubbard had to. Look, at the playoffs, it comes down to inches. And, you know, the Bengals have turned their fortune over to where – the ball falls in the air court more times than not. <laughs> Yo, it's a crazy weekend. Oh, and your boy Justin Herbert, man. No turnovers in that game. Crazy. They still lost. Still lost. They still lost. But I want to ask you a question, Left. Is Notre Dame the college version of the Dallas Cowboys, bro? Yep. Bro, I, I, I sat there today. I was watching pregame stuff. And I said, God dog it. My squad might be the college version of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I would say the Giants, only because we got a good coach now. Like, the Giants got a good coach. And we're making it. Well, no, because the Giants haven't been winning. You might be right. <laughs> dude, dude. Look, maybe if Sean Payton ends up with the Cowboys next year, then it could be a direct correlation. Yeah. You have popping coaches, head coaches, new thing, trying to turn it around. But right about now, just, you know, that brand that you either love or hate, right? History of winning championships with a nice mm -hmm. drought right now. Of the lab since the last time they won a championship, been a drought. Yes, yeah. been a drought. Thirty years, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Christopher Galloway said no because the Cowboys have decent quarterback play. Well, me and me, me and left, we disagree on that quarterback play because I've been down on Dak for like over a year now. So we disagree on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have given that dude all that money. Me personally. 
Not with Trevor Lawrence coming in the draft. Oh, I don't say that because that's the market now. That's the market. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. All I'm saying is once he got hurt and Trevor Lawrence was going to be in the draft, I would have tanked the rest of the season. It wouldn't have been a question. Mm, okay. It would not have been a question. I'm going to get Trevor Lawrence. Dak, you can go get your 80, 100, whatever. You can go find it elsewhere. It's a simple, it would have been as simple as that for me. But it is what it is. So the only thing I think that makes the difference is that I don't think Notre Dame fans are annoying. Like, I think Cowboys fans are literally annoying. <laughs> like, dude, I do. Like, Cowboys fans are literally annoying. But both of the fan bases travel like crazy to away games. They do. Both. Both travel like crazy to away games. I'm just saying, there are a lot of similarities between the Dallas Cowboys and the Notre Dame Fight Knives. A lot yeah, of similarities. And I just think there's a – the main thing is that there's a diehard effect to it to where you either hate them or love them. Yeah. And there's not a lot of in-between fans that love the Cowboys. They're either a Cowboys fan their whole life a Cowboys fan where they got a jersey, they supporting the in and out, or they hate the Cowboys, can't stand them, like every team but them, and it's and it's similar to Notre Dame. There's not a lot of in between. Oh, I watch Notre Dame sometimes. It's either I'm a Notre Dame fan mm-hmm. or Notre Dame. Y'all need to get in the conference. That's all people say. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Antoine Prochardo said Notre Dame is not the college version of the. Cowboys, we've had chances at winning championships. Win. Like, when, please tell me the last legit chance Notre Dame had to win a championship. I understand you love your squad, but come on now. Not keeping it real. Like, dude, you haven't had a championship since 1988, and you're talking about they haven't been to a Super Bowl since 97. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I love Notre Dame more than anybody, but I don't think I want to sit there and argue with a Cowboys fan like, y'all ain't done nothing since 97. Like, uh, when was y'all last championship? See, you don't want to take it there with them. (laughs) So, interesting. Lucky Left Podcast. What did you think about? What stood out for you? NFL wild card weekend. We're going to get to the junior day. Justin Scott update and some more stuff on the back end. But allow us to go ahead and dive into what was a very enjoyable weekend of football viewing with a ton of Notre Dame people representing all weekend. Yeah, tons of Notre Dame people. I mean, it's good to see, you know, Julian Love, uh, Jalen Smith and Nick McLeod, Notre Dame guys, Giants defense holding down, getting the win against the Viking teams with Kirk Cousins, where that uh, that was a hot team all season. I mean, they've had up and downs themselves, but generally a, a favorite team to go far in the playoffs. And, you know, it's good to see Jalen, you know, coming from Dallas and the mystery behind why they let him go to, you know, being deep in the playoffs. I think it's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, great. Antoine Porsche Rideau is tripping, man. He said Notre Dame's like the 49ers. The 49ers get you the game, though. Come on, man. Stop. Stop. Well, I asked him when was the last time Notre Dame had a legit chance to win a national championship. He said 2012. You need to go watch that game again, bro. <laughs> you, you need to go watch that game again. And I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. That ain't it. Mm-mm. That ain't it. And the 49ers fan base doesn't even compare to the Cowboys fan base globally. It's not even close. So I please don't compare the fan base to the 49ers fan base. Dude, let me tell you what stood out to me. How dominant the left side of the 49ers offensive line is because of Notre Dame. 
watching Aaron Banks and Mike McGlinchey. That's right. Open up holes for the running backs of the 49ers. I'm like, good grief. It's something special, huh? Good grief. You and what are we talking? We saying Alabama puts puts offensive tackles and linemen in the NFL. Man. They put in work against Seattle. They did. They put in work against Seattle. Seattle gave them a good first half, too, love. Man, Gino, Gino, man, I'm so proud of him, man. You yeah. know, to watch him still be able to put things together and make it competitive. Mm-hmm. Really can't ask for much more, especially uh, when he's been up against so much. I think, no. Uh, no, it's not, because TCU did not have a legit shot to beat Georgia at all this year, and everybody knew that. So, no, making it to the championship game does not mean you have a legit shot. No. At all. No. No. Um, you know something else that stood out to me watching the Bills game, the Dolphins game, the Vikings and the Giants, and then watching the Chargers against the Jaguars. I said, yep, I see why Dabo has two championships. Because I'm watching Trevor Lawrence do what he does. I'm watching Dexter Lawrence dominate. Just dominate the Vikings. Dominate. And I'm watching Christian Wilkins do work against the Bills and basically just getting under Josh Allen's skin. Going crazy. Going crazy. And he's a great player and he's a good personality too. And I'm like, yo, this is, yeah, this is why Clemson did that thing. This is why Clemson did that thing. Man, it's really great to just watch NFL football and just see why college football teams are able to be so great. You know, and that's what stood out. That's one of the things that stood out to me this weekend. Shout out to all the alumni of Notre Dame. Aloy Gilman made plays. Drew Tranquil made plays. Had an early interception. Harrison Smith was balling out. You know, just Notre Dame just filtered, just scattered throughout the entire NFL playoff on the wild card weekend. It was it was really fantastic to see. It really was. And that, yeah, that's that's why you love watching playoff football, man. The, yeah. the games are a lot closer. It can be unpredictable, but they started off crazy, they're gonna end even crazier. Yeah. Now I did talk to someone uh that, that rough in the passer call. Uh I think if I'm not mistaken, someone was on radio here in Chicago today that's from the officiating side of the NFL and said that the call was not about Dexter Lawrence throwing Kirk Cousins down. You cannot make contact to the head of the quarterback. He made contact to the head. Doesn't matter how powerful it was, how glancing it was. You cannot make contact with the head of the quarterback. He Mm -hmm. did that. That was the thing that drew the eye of the, of the uh, referee. And that's what caused the flag. So in hearing that, at least, you know, I can judge, well, it really wasn't that bad, but at least I know, like, okay, that's what you were looking at and not the fact that he just grabbed him and kind of, like, tackled him and let him. It's like I thought that was one of those um, Grady Jarrett, Tom Brady things that we saw in the that's past, right. which, which right. would have been ridiculous. Uh, do you – what do you do if you're the Chargers, man? Does Justin Herbert need an offensive-minded head coach moving forward? I think they're in kind of a, a interesting spot because they have a lot of players that can win in championship. They just had a lot of miscues, a lot of games that were just that they've lost that were uh, could have gone either way. A lot of pick'em games. I think Justin Herbert is in a good development position. Um, they got receivers that just dealt with injuries at the wrong time. Um, you know, I think for them, they may give it one more year to see if mm-hmm. it can work. And then, I mean, at some point, knowing that it's a business and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
guys, stop saying, dude, stop belittling yourself. You're the biggest brand in college football. San Francisco is not the biggest brand in the NFL. Stop. Notre Dame is not the San Francisco 49ers. They're not. They're not. Maybe they were San Francisco 49ers as far as making runs in the championship or winning titles back in the 70s and 60s. That ain't the case right now. Mm -hmm. So just that ain't it. Dude, it's cool to be honest about where you are. That's true. You don't have a championship since 1988, man. You don't have a championship since 1988. And it's cool because we're still the biggest brand. That's a direct correlation to the Dallas Cowboys. Direct correlation. If you ask other fan bases in the NFL, they say, man, Cowboys fans get on my nerves. And if you ask other fan bases in college football, they say Notre Dame fans get on my get on our nerve. The way they act about Notre Dame and the business of college football and what they think they should do is the same way people think about Jerry Jones and how he handles the business of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the exact literally it literally is. That's why I asked the question. It's literally the exact same thing. Especially the platform. Anybody that goes to Absolutely. Dallas is just going to be known more. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, Notre Dame, just like Dallas, stays right in the relevance and the win column factor. Yeah. But the difference also is, and which is similar for us, is that we have Jerry Jones. I mean, we have Jack Swarbrick. Like, they have Jerry Jones, guys that are trailblazers, that are trendsetters. They make decisions and other people make decisions around them. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they refer to Jerry just like they refer to Jack on different yeah. things going on around college football like they do the NFL. So, and look, I don't I don't know why people are like taking it as a negative. See, because they either hate or love Dallas. They hate or love Dallas, like fam. It, it is not a negative. It was just literally a conversation of correlation. Not to pull Notre Dame down, like the fact that I said Dallas Cowboys literally means like you're the biggest brand, you're the most recognizable brand, <laughs> right? And there is a love and hate, and you have a drought, a national champ on a championship or a Super Bowl. Cats out here, like, no, we like the 49ers. No, no, no. 49ers are regional. What are you talking about? No, definitely regional. No, the fan bases stop. Don't. Now you're belittling your fan base and your reach as Notre Dame. Nah, that's that's not the brand. That's the 49ers fan base does not trounce the Dallas Cowboys fan base. Exactly. They're not being for real. There are no 49ers fans on the East Coast. I literally know a generation of people that grew up in the Carolinas before the Panthers got there, that were literally all they were were Cowboys fans. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the, it. I, man, the, the, the Raiders fan base might be stronger than the 49ers. Yeah, the Raiders fan base, man, they fill up. When they play the Rams, it'd be more Raiders and Rams at the stadium in SoFi. In SoFi. I'm, man, that's a man. That's a legit question. Is the Raider fan base stronger than because you th- about the seventies? You think about the seventies? It was like it was everybody deeper, it was deeper than just football to be a Raiders fan. Facts, everybody in the culture was either like a Steelers or a Raiders fan back then. Everybody, no, nobody was rooting for the 49ers in the seventies. They they barely started getting a foothold in the eighties. Barely. And you want to compare that to like 20 years before that for the Steelers, the Cowboys, and the Raiders? Come on, man. That's like saying LeBron is better than Jordan. <laughs> that slipped past you, didn't it? That slipped past you, didn't it? Uh, no, nah, I hope you saw LeBron is doing his thing in year 20. Nobody's yo, ever done that. Yo, Cal uh-huh. Hamilton. Cal Hamilton. He's come on. 
He man, he's really come on second half of his rookie year. He really has. It was an adjustment that he had to get used to. That I was agree. the only thing. Like, I've I always thought he was a, I agree. He's a good football player, but he just had mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, they're yeah. a lot faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to get toasted, but then right. I'm going to adjust. Right. But now he's adjusting, and I think they're learning how to use him. I think they have right. to really learn how to use him and use his skill set rather than just putting him in center field. Yeah, he's yeah. not a he's a, no, he's not a he's, space player yet. He's not a traditional guy. He's a hybrid. You have to learn how to use him, use his strengths, and put him in movement. Mm-hmm. Put him in movement. Last night he was blitzing, great hit on Hurst, force fumble, recovery, fantastic. I mean, he's, he's he's a great player to have on the field. Yeah, maybe not in your. Most exposed positions. Yeah. But he's a, a vital piece in playmaking. Yeah. So that's his his quality. It's not so much speed or strength, it is playmaking. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I really think he's gonna end up next year kind of exploding on the scene. Because mm-hmm. I think he, he'll have his wits about him, his bearings about him, and now he'll really be able to go and make more of an impact in the second year. And that Ravens defense, that Ravens defense, bro. Next year, dude, because the two inside linebackers, mm-hmm. they have some dogs playing inside linebacker in that three four, bro. Roquan and your boy Patrick. Um, Roquan got. I'm telling you, y'all shouldn't have let him go in Chicago. That guy Roquan wanted twenty million. That's one fifth of the one hundred we had in free agency. He wasn't getting that, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some bigger needs, bro. Some bigger needs. Y'all say not... that for Justin. Y'all say that for Justin Fields' uh, second contract, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just he only got one time. He only got one contract anymore. No, no. Justin Fields is only two years away from that from making the decision to re up him. So, I mean, it's That's a tough decision. They're saving up. They, they That's why you have to go get the old lineman. You can't waste $20 million. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, the Colts, now, the Colts are going to come and get their quarterback. They pretty yeah. much said that, right? Yes, they said I'm we're getting And they it. might try to dangle a wide receiver like Pittman. They might try to dangle a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Because they know, got him. If I'm Ryan Poles, this is what I'm starting out with. I need that first. Forrest Buckner. I need that fourth. No, you you keep the Forrest Buckner. Mm. You keep him. I go find a defensive tackle in free mm. agency. You keep him. Give me the first, which is the fourth pick. I need your first next year, and I need Quentin Nelson. We oh. good. We good. Indy is not giving up. They're like, oh, we said we'll give up. They said we'll give up everybody but Quentin Nelson. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. That's how I'm. If I'm Ryan Poles, that's how I'm starting in the game. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm going. I'm asking for Q. At least ask for him. Like, hey, you want you want Bryce Young? Rebuild. Right. You want Bryce Young? Now peace. Facts. That'll be, my, that'll be my pitch. We'll take that new contract off your hands. Yeah. All of that. Absolutely. Q was perfect for Chicago. Nasty, cold weather. Yeah, absolutely. Let him get outside a little bit. You know, he's been indoors all this time. Absolutely. And I think Chase Claypool is going to turn up next year for the year in the system. I think <laughs> he he's going to play he's a better. top five receiver already. So come on, man. <laughs> we might, yeah, we might have to put that dude on the petty train, bro. You know who else is going on petty train? That dude, Andre Rising, has lost his mind. Mm. I'll tell you why on the petty train. He's lost his mind, left. Mm-mm. Lost it. This is funny. C-Dot said, um, Justin Scott, crystal ball from Tom Lloyd. Dude, I could have put that crystal ball up there last Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, he just he like, did dude, it. Uh, he pulled a CJ. He visited Notre Dame. Now he's committing this area. Okay. <laughs> we know what's going on. Tom, I appreciate it, but no, I can't look. I I didn't I didn't recruit the kid. I just had a nice conversation with the young man. That's all I did. 
Now, now what the Notre Dame staff did in, in you know, in response to the intel I posted on the message board, I, you know, but for all we know, that was a master plan they were putting together to show up yep. at St. Ignatius College Prep on Friday. All I can say is they showed up. The young man told me he was going to make his decision early spring. Notre Dame showed up, and the young man announced that he was ready to announce his decision on the 21st. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, Pete, you know, you crystal balling now. After all of that that happened last week, all the intel I dropped Tuesday and Friday, after I talked to him, after he released that information mm-hmm. on social media, and then on top of that, you see his interaction with C.J. Carr and Cam Williams on social media, and all of a sudden, crystal balls all over the place. How convenient. I'm just saying. That's a lot of crystal balls that went out today. Pretty much every kid that visited was crystal ball. Every kid that visited for junior day was pretty much crystal ball in Notre Dame, which lets you know how great the weekend was. That's right. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Fantastic weekend. And we're going to get go through film of three of the individuals. Hopefully left is going to be nice. And it's film breakdown. <laughs> so let's wrap up the NFL Notre Dame part of uh, NFL wild card weekend. Uh, Harrison Smith, I need him to get out of uh, Minnesota, bro. I think a guy like Harrison Smith, all pro, pro bowler, he's a chance legitimately to win a championship. Yeah, he's a... Yeah, and he's been in Minnesota. All right, cool. You, you know, you've done your part, man. It's time to go get on a good team. And get a good chance of winning the championship. I want that for Harrison Smith. Now he's a loyal dude, you know. So he he probably loves it up there. Family's there. He's a Tennessee guy, so he loves the Midwest slash you know Mid South. So, but I really want him to get a chance to win a championship. Bring him to Chicago, dude. Justin to take him to the promised land. Who? You want me to repeat that? <laughs> I said, bring him to Chicago, and Justin will take him to the promised land. Yeah, last time, the promised land. Where beating Aaron Rodgers, or is he? You're gonna have to wait till he leaves before y'all start taking over that little division. You know, dude, we got these gas gas station coordinators here in Chicago, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love what you're doing. I love what you do, but that accuracy, though, <laughs> that accuracy. They're getting off the bus stop. Man. Hey, Justin, listen, I love it, man. I got your jersey at home, man. But just if you just work on that three-step, it's one, two, three, then throw. If your first one's not there, take off. Just go right up. Yeah, let's talk coaching before we end it. Um, Doug Peterson, man. Mm -hmm. That fourth down call, bro, that was – I mean, you could tell something was coming. Other when he called the timeout, when he called the timeout, it was like, wait a minute. You're not calling a timeout to go sleep. Yeah, no. That's why I'm like, they played right into it. I have no idea why. It's just great call. You put the baby to sleep with that one. And it just shows that Jacksonville, Duval, we different now. Mm-hmm. We different. Yeah. Yeah. Great comeback. Great coaching. Because I think he got the young man calmed down. And once Trevor got calm. I mean, he showed why he's the one pick, man. Yeah, and it was good. They ran the same Clemson swing pass in Jacksonville between him and ATN. Yeah. I, I was like, wow. They just took the same play and was like, yeah, it worked in college. We'll use it here. That guy Travis runs hard, man. Just oh, needs yeah. to stay healthy. He runs hard. Just needs to stay healthy. Well, you don't get healthier this young. Oh, yeah. McDaniels, you know, vaping on the sideline during the game. He's that new age coach thing, man. (laughs) That new age stuff. Marcus Freeman's still trying to be traditional, but yeah, he had he had team issue gear on. You know, he's just like, 
He just a fan that's in there just calling plays, man. Absolutely, bro. He went to the team store, bought the little sweatshirt, got the little all the fitted for the 2022 year. <laughs> Brought his little little breeze down there. Yo, it's it's so crazy that this weekend proved that coaching matters. Mm-hmm. Because look, Brian Dable has done an incredible job with Daniel Jones, bro. Oh man, did he? Incredible. Over 300 yards passing, 78 on the ground. Saquon. Great compliment. Man, Saquon has always been a beast. You know, I was I, it hurt when I saw him get injured at Soldier Field on that terrible field and hurt his leg, hurt his knee. I don't know if it's more terrible than the field at in MetLife. That's a terrible field. Uh, that is true. That is true. They that field them. has taken many a knee as well. Oh, but y'all trying to do what? A eleven million something no, billion, billion dollar billion, construction? Billion. I was like, billion, bro. Don't throw million. Billion. <laughs> billion. Okay. If the taxpayers of Illinois are gonna have to pay for it, get the number right. Billion. Get the number right. Yeah, get yeah. Number yeah. right. Billion. They said yeah. it's gonna be top notch. Yeah. Uh, I would say the Super Bowl should be in Chicago by 28. Okay. Yeah. If they really go ahead, finalize, and get everything going by the end of next year, which is what they're, they're saying, end of next year, beginning of 24, construction should take two years because they're not just building a stadium. They're actually building like a Bears village. It, oh, it's incredible, bro. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like its own little Bears town with hotels, restaurants. Mm. Oh, this is not just a stadium. No, no, it's just not a stadium, bro. This is like a development. That's why they went and got Kevin Warren, right? Because they don't have the restrictions of building within a downtown area like most stadiums. Mm, Yeah. They bought the full property of a uh, horse track out Arlington Park, Arlington Heights racetrack. So mm-hmm. they have limited, limitless room, bro. So this is really a developer's dream. They're building like a complex, their own little bear city, restaurants, man, their own um, media building, offices, mm-hmm. all of that. Now, I've, the way we hear it now, they're still going to keep the practice facilities in Lake Forest as of now. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty immaculate. The plans are now. This lets you know. I'll keep it a buck. While all of the hubbub was going about whether or not they were going to move, I actually saw blueprints for one of the restaurants. Mm. So I knew it was done. See, when we hear about stuff through the news media, the deal has been cut already. Yeah. So it, the deal has already been done, and I'm sorry that Lori Lightfoot. Is going to end up being the mayor that lost the Bears. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's basically what you're going to go down in history as the mayor that lost the Bears to Arlington Heights. But yeah, it's it's going to be incredible. Super Bowl, and you know, you build a new stadium, they give you the Super Bowl, right? They build you the Super Bowl. But yeah, literally, I saw blueprints for restaurants and. Might have been the end of 21. Mm. End of 21. Wow. Yep. So that lets you know, like, all of this stuff that you hear about votes and all of that stuff, man, that's, the deal has been cut. Deal has the been deal cut. Been and it's really not happening. It has really, really has nothing to do with, uh, really has nothing to do with the city. Like, it really, the Bears, in my opinion, and I can say this with, I, I'm pretty confident in saying this. The NFL pretty much forced the Bears to make this move. They're why, that's why there really was no negotiation with the city of Chicago. The mm-hmm. Bears, dude, you have the charter franchise. This, the team that started the NFL, bro. Yeah. That's the Chicago Bears. They don't even own their own stadium. You know how bad of a look that is? 
pretty bad. You know how upsetting that was to Roger Goodell, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones. You know how upsetting that is? That the charter franchise is a laughing stock from a business standpoint. So the move had to be made, bro. Yeah. Had to be made. And um yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I, I'll be pulling for the Notre Dame players that are left over. You know, which kind of goes against the fact that I love Kansas City, dude, but I don't have no ND representation on the squad, bro. None. I, I man. I don't think your boy is there anybody for ND on Cincinnati? No. Well, heck, with the injuries they have, man, we can send Joe Alton, Blake Fisher up there for the rest of the playoffs. I'm telling you. <laughs> Boy, Joe. Come. Boy, Joe's going to need some help. Joe, Joe's going to need some help. He can't do it like last year, just be taking all those hits. So we got McGlinchey. We got McGlinchey and um, Banks left. Then you got Love in New York. Well, Jalen. Uh, Jalen, yeah, Jalen Smith in New York, too. He played, who played a. He played a well of a game on first yeah. and second down for them as well yesterday. Nick uh, McLeod's over there. Nick McLeod made a big play on that punt. Big hit. Absolutely. Shout out to Nick McLeod. So the Giants have representation. Uh, I'm not sure the Eagles have representation. Not the Eagles. The Lions do. The Chargers do. Well, they're out of the playoffs now. So The Jags, we got a... Uh... Yes, we got uh, Austin. Kevin Austin's on the Jags. Kevin Austin's on the Jags. 49ers, of course. 49ers, of course. Um, Kansas City. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, Ronnie on the Ravens. Yes. Ronnie was on the Ravens, but they lost. Ronnie and Kyle Mm -hmm. on the Ravens, but they lost. So, man, shout out to everybody that's still left in the playoffs from Notre Dame. Um Love talking wild card weekend and talking the Notre Dame connection right here. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. Left. As we get ready to go to the second part of the show, we really dig into junior day. We dig into the recruitment of J- Justin Scott, take questions from LL Nation, and look at some film. It is – oh, I forgot about the Bucks and the Cowboys playing tonight. We got Zach Martin. That game's in 30 minutes. Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um the Dolphins had representation yesterday as well. Derb Smythe is the oldest player on that team from experience level. I'm not oldest in age, but oldest on the team. Like, I, mean, I think NFL teams are getting younger, which goes back to our, what we talked about last year. Like, if you want to win a championship in college football, your sophomores and your freshmen have to be able to make an impact. Right. Right? Because of the nature of the game. Right? Guys are leaving. If you're getting studs, they're leaving in three years, which means mm-hmm. your freshmen and sophomores have to be able to make an impact. That's right. In order for you to win a championship. And speaking of impact, C.J. Stroud leaves to go to the NFL. Jordan Addison also made it official today. There were lingering lingering concerns for NFL execs and teams looking for a quarterback that C.J. Stroud may stay in college for a year. Uh, There were reports that there was an NIL collective being put together in Columbus by some of the alumni to try and, you know, convince him to stay. There was absolutely zero reason for C.J. Stroud to stay in college. None. He wasn't about to get better. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, unless he just wanted to beat Michigan. And that's that's not a quarterback problem. That's a culture problem. 
A coaching problem. Coaching and culture. Like flat out. You're just not physical and tough enough to beat them. They have a style that consistently is going to kick your butt. So you have to put that on the culture and the coach who's at the front or the forefront of that culture. But, yeah, he is probably, man, well, he's the third quarterback. You see, this is what he had to look at, Left, If I stay, I'm the third quarterback next year. Without question. It's not even close. If I leave, I'm the third quarterback with a chance to jump up to the second quarterback based upon my workouts. Right. So. Something to think about. Yeah. And I think the teams that are looking for quarterbacks may end up looking a lot better than the teams that will be looking for quarterbacks next year. Right. So, look, you get better as a quarterback by going and facing. You can't put off the struggle as a quarterback. What I mean by that is he has played with better talent each week that he walked on the field in college. Yeah. He won't get that opportunity more than likely no. next year. So for, for the first time, he's going to have to he's going to have to deal with struggle. And you have to go through it. You can't avoid it. Because he wouldn't be the best player on his team either for the first time. No, that's another great point. So either next year you wait and you have to go through the same struggle regardless. You just pushed it back a year. Right? What are you coming back for to win a championship? You're not winning a championship next year. Not with that defense. The offensive lineman that you lost? Paris Johnson? No. You're not. You're not. And you got the same coach, same mentality. Man, go make your money in the NFL. Go make your money in the NFL. And I'm I'm glad he made that decision. I'm glad he made that decision because it was a smart decision. And now Ohio State's going to have to suffer and walk in the South Bend with Kyle McCord or the Brown. It's either one. Either way, man, you're just throwing meat in the middle of the lines then. That's, That's all right. you're doing. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. You thought, you thought we chewed up Kay Klubnik. Wait till we get our hands on Kyle McCord. Yeah, see, we all last week, See, this is where we have fun, Notre Dame fans. All last week, we heard the cheers coming from Columbus. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited. Oh, CJ might come back. CJ comes back. Well, we for sure, we're a field goal away from winning the national championship. If CJ comes back, we're for sure winning the national championship. Nothing can stop us. Marvin Harrison Jr. back and CJ, unstoppable. And that gasp of air you heard earlier today. It ain't over yet because Marvin Harrison may leave. And that groan you heard coming from Columbus was them realizing we got to walk in the South Bend with a first-time quarterback. Mm-mm. Boy, we can't wait. Mm-mm. We can't wait. I bet you you won't have a 15-point line coming into that game. Sit Marcus Freeman with Ryan Day on the same set next year. Do the same thing. Mm-mm. 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 I'm, a, I'm so I'm amped now, love. I'm amped now. I wish we could fast forward through the first three games and just get straight to the Buckeyes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ahead and make go. our season already. Week Let's four. go. Let's go. Let's go. We know it hurt. It hurt. But you got to bring that rookie first time starter. Into you the ain't got no game. transfers coming in. No. None. So when he's standing on the sideline, sweating, trying to act like he's unbothered. Yeah. And you hear that, mm-mm, 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 mm-m
You know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk a little trash to my boy Carnell that week. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. going to talk big. He's going to be on the field. Yeah, I'm going to talk big trash. He's going to be big on the field trash. getting frustrated like George Pickens in, in Pittsburgh. I'm going to tell him big. Boy, I'm going to have You know what I'm telling him? Boy, you might as well. Look here. You might as well bring your airbag out. Might as well bring your airbag with you on the field because that cat Benji going to have a seatbelt for you, boy. That's right. Benji that's got right. the seatbelt. Bring your airbag. We don't want you to get hurt. Locking you down. Locking you down. Locking you down. You're be watching TB12 or Sam Hartman go crazy. <laughs> you could be like, I thought y'all didn't have no quarterback. Yeah, dude. Let me tell you. <laughs> Hey, Jay Henry, you're right. John Baptiste might go crazy against his yeah, former we, You know how we do when we steal, when we take other people's backups. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know how we turn them players around. Yes, sir. We John, Baptiste. John Baptiste got his first South Bend haircut today, too. Mm-hmm. And Julio, that's how that's the initiation. Left. I came up with a great idea. A great idea. For the blue and gold game. We got to do it, Left. We got to do a segment or an interview with Marcus Freeman where you and him, you and him both getting haircuts. That's, a, that's at least a 30-minute conversation, Left. At least. Well, you know, we dating, so I have an <laughs> hour or something to bloopers right. or something. But you got to get the cut. Behind the scenes. Hey, then you got to get the razor. For the lining and for the beards. And well, the they might have to cut that part off. You know, just get audio. Can't reveal how they get so precise when they pull out the geometry tools and stuff. They get the protractor, getting mm-hmm. the real curves. You know, yeah. I don't want to release the secrets. <laughs> they might even pop that spray out a little bit, touch up the sides, you know. Oh, man. So, man, we love where everything is going. We're getting ready to get into some recruiting, but we thank you all for joining us today, man, tapping in. It's been fantastic to talk about NFL wildcard weekend, the Notre Dame connection, how Notre Dame correlates to the Dallas Cowboys and some other things that took took place this weekend. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Smash the like button. Hit the notification bell. Let everybody know. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Coming up next, we'll get into Junior Day, Justin Scott, and what's happening with all of these crystal balls coming in from Notre Dame. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast.